This is reposted. Every morning, Larry and I dig into a quote or idea that has caught our eye. Our hope is that our chat inspires you to never stop thinking and possibly challenges you in a new way. If you'd like to help support the show, please visit patreon.com slash reposted. Thank you for stopping by. You know, there are these days when I get up to prep for the show, Andrew, and I'm like, I can't believe over the course of a year, we've still not taken a quote from this person. As we have. As we have. No, like today, for instance, we're taking a quote from Glennon Doyle. I'm like, I can't believe we've never heard from her. Here's Glennon. We have? Yeah. What? It looked really familiar, and I looked it up, and I was like, oh, yeah, we've used one from her book before. Oh. Well, okay, that makes me feel good, because I was like, I can't believe we've never talked about Glennon. But anyway, she says this. That's how you can tell that you're filling yourself with the wrong things. You use a lot of energy, and in the end, you feel emptier and less comfortable than ever. Um, I'd like to kind of explain it this way. My wife is an introvert and when she, she runs our social calendar and when she plans like lots of things in a row, she like literally needs to go into a closet and then calm down because people suck the energy out of her as opposed to like Bill Clinton, who's a true extrovert and can be with people all of the time. Is there a situation in your life that you've gone through? You're like, wait a minute, that literally just sucked the soul out of me and I don't want to do it anymore I went to a pitch day thing it was in Los Angeles and there's a room of like I don't know 100 industry people and you would it was kind of like speed dating and you would get (laughs) you would get five minutes with them like you would you would be like all right I'm gonna go to this table and they're like all right switch and you go sit with them and you would have to pitch your your idea over and over and that was exhausting and I hated it but uh in general, being around people does not drain me. I don't know. What about you? Well, that's funny, though, that you say that because I would not, I would think you would be really excited to go to a pitch meeting because you're always very passionate about your ideas and want to share them. So that's interesting. Going to one pitch meeting is fine, but doing it over and over and over is exhausting within the same day. But I kept doing it. Like I, I wanted to quit and leave. And I was like, well, I'm here. I need to take advantage of this opportunity. Uh, nothing came of that day. But It was still fine. I think I want to take the other angle of this. I mean, I guess I kind of agree with it, but from doing the show and and kind of doing more research on like what you quote should be doing, like, I feel like if you feel uncomfortable, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Or I, I went to my my very first mixer. What what is it called? A networking event. I was, I was so nervous and I felt dead inside and I was super uncomfortable, (laughs) but I pushed through it and like, it made me a better person. So like, I think I I would caution people to take the, do what makes you happy, eat yummy food and feel comfortable. Like I think pushing yourself is important. And so I agree with this in concept, but it's, I wouldn't want people to hide behind, well, I feel uncomfortable doing X. So I'm not, I feel uncomfortable looking for a new job. So I'm not going to do it. Like I disagree with that. Well, there's something different than dread. I'm dreading doing something and then doing it and having it suck the life out of you or doing it and having it give life to you. And I think my example today was like, you could, this could be in hobbies that you do. This could be in your job. This could even be with people. Like, are you around this person and they suck the life out of you and maybe you need to make a change. Yeah, like a relationship or yeah. whatever. 
I, I don't know if I've told this story before. I guess you can correct me like I correct you on Glenn and Doyle. But there's a guy that I, I met in San Francisco and we like I met him at church and he was like fun and we were friends. And I was like, oh, I got a fun new friend. And then he like started becoming exhausting and I had to break up with him. I, we have talked about this. And he was telling <laughs> me with the wrong things. I had to break up with a dude. Uh, you, by the way, you can tell that story every single episode because I love that you broke up with a dude. I love that you brought up San Francisco because I think San Francisco is a great example because you people, you lived here, people come to this city and it either exhausts them and they have to leave or sometimes it takes a little while. But the minute, the minute someone starts complaining, if they move to San Francisco about parking, about driving, about tickets, the cost, you know that it's the city is sucking the life out of them. And they should just leave. It's just this. I've been here long enough to realize, man, the city's sucking the life out of you. You got to go. Yeah, I think it's both sides of it, too. I think if I lived where my brother lives, my brother lives in a very rural place. I think that would suck the life out of me. I think it kind of depends on on your personality. Um, but yeah, San Francisco with the the high rent and the uh, transient nature of it like people are always leaving like you have to make an active choice to be there long term you know i also kind of I, you know about my wife and i's 50 50 rule i'm wrong 50 percent of the time she's right 50, 50, 50, 50. but i also feel like that's in an experience specifically with this quote you give yourself to something an event a person whatever and then the event gives to you it's kind of a 50 50 rule over in general like there's the saying the more you give to something the more you get out mm-hmm. kind of applies to this but it's a connection you're making with sometimes. And sometimes you just don't make a connection, whether it's a person, a job, a hobby or whatever. And I think this quote to me says like, when do you make a decision that you're not connecting with whatever it is that's not working for you in your life? Yeah. Yes. I always go, or generally I'll think of the arts when we have some kind of quote on like, are you doing the right thing? And the arts generally doesn't give you immediate feedback or a lot of times won't. So I feel like if I was trying, well, I guess I can use the actual example. I'm trying to be an actor and going out on audition after audition, like it feels empty and it's very uncomfortable. And the past couple of weeks have been like, what am I doing? I need to be doing something to move my career forward and I'm not. And so maybe I'm not filling myself with the right thing, but then you hear stories of people who did this for 10 years and then they get a break and then it's very fulfilling. And that works with um, starting your own restaurant, starting your own company, trying to be an actor. I'm sorry, trying to be uh, an artist. So uh, a visual artist, like I, I don't accept this quote necessarily at face value. But I liked it. Once again, I like that you brought up arts because there's been a number of people in my life that said someone has told me that I need to pick up painting watercolors and they pick up painting or watercolors and they find it gives them life like they're not doing it for galleries. They're just doing it to do it. And it has brought. So it's funny that the paintings don't go anywhere. Sometimes they just throw them out. But just the experience of painting, specifically watercolors, has given them a lot of life. So. That's just another kind of sort of the opposite end of view of that. Yeah, I guess maybe I'm taking more of the pragmatic approach of like, this is your career and your livelihood. Like you don't necessarily have to have it be your livelihood. It can just be something you're doing. You can be, if you if you live in the Serengeti and work three different jobs for CVS, like you can still do stuff in your spare time to fulfill you. You know, we should I go- guess also your career doesn't have to be what fulfills yeah. you. Yeah, 
I was just saying, like, you know, what I want to hear from this quote is, yeah, I go running on the beach and those people that are looking, they've got the uh, oh, yeah. little machines. They're looking for, like, does that really give them life to go on a beach and look for hidden treasures? The metal detector? Yeah. I'm like, what are those people? Is that really providing something in their life? I think it's an excuse to get outside, maybe. I have seen people that do that with scuba diving and they find some like really, really cool stuff because people lose their wedding rings in the ocean. I feel like one of us on the show has maybe lost their wedding ring. I don't know if it's in the ocean. It was me. You know, I totally agree with you of the scuba diving thing, right? Because that's like an adventure. You're in the right. ocean. Like, I don't want to judge that person, but I do want to judge people that have the metal detectors on the beach. I'm truly judging them right now. Well, maybe it's hard for them just to even get out of the house. I don't know. <laughs> I was there two weeks ago. I was with my daughter. Someone's got the metal detector. And this person turns is like, yo, man, I just found a quarter. And I was like, that's really what you're doing here. Yeah, with your $300 metal detector. Does your father-in-law have a metal detector? He doesn't. You know why? And I bet he would be one of those guys, but he has bad balance. So he would not, that would not be a good, wow. fun exercise for him. Well, if you have vertigo, please reach out. <laughs> you can find us at Reposted Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm Andrew Keller for Yosemite Sam saying thanks for stopping by.